1: What's going on, Seven Footers gang? It's your girl, Jenna here, and Gerard. After two weeks, the NBA finals have happened. The Anta are all champions, and Gerard is back from his beach vacation. <laughs> How are we doing over there, Gerard? in Listen, beautiful salmon and pink.
0: You know, wishing I was still on Martha's Vineyard, luxuriating, but you know, it's all good, man. Back in the flow. Since we last spoke to everybody, the Bucks won the NBA championship. The NBA draft happened. Free agency is open, people moving all over the place. Wild times in these NBA streets.
1: Heck, yeah, it is. We got some new faces in different places. Mm -hmm. And that saying is always fun because it means it's the start of a new season and it's upon us. So let's talk about... The Los Angeles Lakers, because Rob Palinka is just pulling cap space apparently out of his <laughs> l- limitless hat of money, because we have now Russell Westbrook, uh, Carmelo Anthony, and they join Malik Monk, who also went today, August third, second day of. Uh, the opening of free agency. And then, of course, you know, we have Dwight Howard returning, Wayne Ellington, Ken Bazemore, Trevor is there. I mean, this roster seems never-ending. What are we doing in L.A.? <laughs> well,
0: Besides look. collecting
1: all of the free agents <laughs> and putting them in the spotlight in L.A. here.
0: Look, it's obvious that Rob Palenka um, and Jeannie Bus want to maximize the window they have in L.A. with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. They want to put the right pieces around them to hopefully have another shot and a crack at winning some more titles. Um, you know, but let's be honest about something here. You know, I know the Twitter and social media, everybody, and you, Jenna, too, are going crazy because Melo and LeBron are back together. They're going to play for the first time as, as pros, and it's like nostalgic, and everybody's getting all the feels. And look, enjoy that. From a, from a nostalgia and a fan standpoint, y'all have a good time. Enjoy yourselves. But let's be clear about what this is. Like, I see stuff on social where it's like, "Melo, 10-time All-Star, all this stuff. Okay, but he ain't that player now. Okay, like, he's not that now. Like, he was at one point in his career. He isn't that now. And let's also be clear about something. As good as LeBron James is, we're going into what, year 18? Um, The idea and thought that he's going to still maintain this extreme elite level of play without breaking down Highly unlikely. We saw he got hurt last year. Anthony Davis of their sort of like big stars is the youngest. He's kind of injury prone. So, you know, listen, Laker fans, I'm not out here being like you ain't winning the championship. But the idea that you think, oh, with these additions and free agents, we're going to walk to the finals. I I don't know about that, guys. Like, I still got questions about this team. It's I'm glad you have Melo and Ellington to help with your spacing, because honestly, ugh. I do not like the spacing on that team. As awesome as Russ is, Russ doesn't shoot well. We know that. He'll shoot, but not well, right? And come playoff time, I just wonder, what is that team going to do? And defense was this team's identity, right? Like, they were a tough-minded defensive team the year they won the Mm -hmm. championship two years ago. And last year, before all the injuries, they were the number one ranked defense, right? That's where they hung their hat. Okay, well, you now brought in Wayne Ellington, Malik Monk. Carmelo Anthony I will say those are all subpar defenders so they're not helping your defense you know I I just don't know there and and Russ while Russ can be good on defense Russ is largely a I'm gonna gamble for a steal and if I don't get it oh well my man got by me going to the rim and look Mm -hmm. that's cool in the regular season this this will be a very good regular season team gonna win a bunch of games come playoffs when we can scout and we know yeah, here's what we want. We want Russell Westbrook ending up with the ball late in the shot clock, shooting twenty foot jumpers and threes. That's what we want. And when teams scheme to have them do that, I don't like those odds. If I if I'm a Laker fan,
1: I mean, we have now what six to seven guys on this. Lakers roster that are 32 and up. So we also have Talon Horton Tucker, who's returning Mm -hmm. as a younger presence, Mm -hmm. 20 year old uh, did really good in the last season and has had a young presence on that team. We have him returning. So that rounds it out a little bit with Malik Monk, but there's so much chatter about the the higher percentage of uh, predicted injuries with this team now because of their age sure as you just kind of highlighted a little bit
0: no doubt jenna we here's the one thing we do now the number one predictor of future injury is what prior injury right well lebron we are we just talked about lebron and ad already got injury concerns from last year right okay fine put that aside i do like the monk signing because he is young right he can come off the bench, and he shot 40% from three last year. He can cook. So that shooting is is helpful. Maybe you get Russ to run that second unit, right? Penetrate, kick out to guys for open threes. Like, that could be something they do. Um, it'll be up to Frank Vogel to really kind of work this out. And Taylor Horton Tucker, him returning on that three-year, $32 million extension, that's big for them. Because, again, a young guy – because, look, young legs matter. The reason why young legs matter is because we're going back to an 82-game slog of a season, okay? Okay? You don't, you want LeBron, AD, Russ, and these dudes healthy come May when the playoffs start or April when they start this year and then May, June, right? That's when you want them at their best. How how do you do that? By taking miles off their body in the regular season. So they're not killing themselves by the time the postseason comes around. So you need young guys to help you with that, right? And young players generally are often less injured than older players. That's just the reality. You can look at all the... All the data that that carries about injuries. That's typically how this works. So look, I'm not out on the Lakers saying, oh, they're doomed. But look, you are rolling the dice and betting a lot on old players. Not old in like the world, but old in terms of basketball, right? And
1: In the world.
0: And look, it could work, but we saw it in Brooklyn, right? Like older dudes, you get injured, things happen.
1: What about the Lakers signing familiar faces, so that they've already had experience with? Do you think that's going to give them a leg up a little bit here, especially with a LeBron James and kind of veteran-led team?
0: I mean, I do like Horton Tucker coming back. Um, I like Dwight Howard coming back. I remember Dwight was on that championship team two years ago, so I like that. Um, You know, when Ariza and Mello and Wayne Ellington and Bazemore, these guys are pros and veterans. But there is something about that sort of shared collective experience, right? But the core will have it. LeBron and AD have it. I think they're going to mm. miss Caruso. I really do. Like, they're going to miss... I do too. They're going to miss KCP, right? They're going to miss Kuzma. Like, guys who just... This is the system. We've been here. We know what we're doing. Like, yeah. I think they're going to miss those guys. And take, it'll take a little while for them to kind of get everybody together. Look, LeBron's the ultimate leader, coalescer team guy no doubt and those guys all revere him but again this isn't about october november will this team be right and healthy come may and june that's what this is about this is about championships It's ain't about winning 60 games in a regular season like who cares like championships that's what this is about and how are they going to manage the minutes and deal with everybody as they prepare for a deep playoff run
1: Heck yes, I'm excited and intrigued to see this team come together, especially, of course, um, LeBron and Melo, which if anybody wants to talk to me about that, you can, because Gerard doesn't. It's
0: not that I I don't look, I I think it's wonderful (laughs) for nostalgia again, and Melo shot over 40% from three. Yes, yes, Yes. I'm not going to obsess about it. And look, Melo's a bad defender, like, right, like we know that. So you can target him on D, again, in the regular season is one thing, but in the playoffs, we know this, Jenna, we watch it. When teams go, no, 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 no. Get, the, get, get that dude in an ISO situation because they're going to switch. We want him, right? When they start targeting certain guys, that's that's what you have to worry about. But look, Anthony Davis at the five, maybe they get some more shooting. And then, look, they did, everyone said, oh, my God, Russ, what are they going to do about shooting? They did help the shooting with, again, Wayne Ellington, Malik Monk, Melo, those guys all shot 40% or better from three last year. That's huge. They need to continue to have that spacing so that everybody can operate fully.
1: Love to hear it, can't we? Oh, I'm so excited to move to L.A., <laughs> a.k.a. I'm not, but in my head I am. All right, let's stay back here on the East Coast and talk about the Nets, because we thought that they had assembled a Marvel-like team When they acquired Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, but now they're just continuing to put pieces together that could make them more lethal than we could have ever imagined, like the most recent signing in Patty Mills, which is a huge get for them, especially on the offensive end. He's a great playmaker and the list goes on there. They have Blake Griffin back. They signed Bruce Brown again. And I love it that they've done this with Brown because you can tell he wants to be there. Mm -hmm, He he stuck his neck out for this team, and it's a good addition. I love to hear it. Let's talk about this. And we also have a question mark with uh, Spencer Dimwitty here. So let's get into all of this here because everybody knows if you're an avid listener to this podcast that Gerard covers the Nets very closely. And um, you're in the locker room all the time (laughs) pre-COVID.
0: So. The Nets are banking on, and again, same thing with the Lakers. They're banking on their core of Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving being healthy because their contention is, if we're healthy last year, we beat Milwaukee, we go to the NBA Finals, and we win. I don't necessarily Mm -hmm. disagree with that. However, what did I say? Like The number one predictor of future injuries, previous injury. We know Harden's coming off the hamstring. By the way, as much as Kevin Durant's lit up the world this year in the postseason, lighting things up in Tokyo for the Olympics, he's coming off an Achilles and his own hamstring issue, right? And he's playing Olympic basketball on top of that, which is going to give him a short offseason, which you know the Nets are not happy about. Kyrie got hurt last year. And while well, I would say Kyrie is an interesting case because his things seem to be more like freak injuries, but it seems mm-hmm. like every year he misses 15, 20 games because of some kind of injury. Those are your three mm-hmm. main guys, right? So – Health is a big question mark. If they can be healthy, you have to like them as a favorite, but that's a big if. Now, in terms of their role players, re-signing Blake Griffin was priority number one for Sean Marks along with Bruce Brown. They did that. Now, as a result, of course, that means Uncle Jeff, Jeff Green had to go, right? You couldn't sign everybody. So Jeff Green's now in Denver and good for Jeff. has got a good deal there. But what they did was to pick up the, the slack on that. They signed James Johnson and you mentioned Patty Mills. Um, from the Spurs, he was a, a free agent. They signed him to a two-year deal. Now, I want everybody to like really like understand what Patty Mills' role is going to be. And all of you are watching the Olympics. Go, oh my God, Patty Mills leading Australia, scoring thirty-something points. Like that's Olympic basketball. That ain't the NBA. He ain't gonna be doing that on this team. Okay. Now, as a backup point guard, right? That's and that's what you have him for—an extra ball handler and creator. So if the Nets decide to go super duper small, right? Let's say you go Durant at the five, uh, you go Harden at the four, you go no no you go you go Durant at the five, and you go Blake or B- Blake five Durant four, and you go Harden, Kyrie, and Patty Mills right now you've got three point shooting literally everywhere, and you've got four of the five capable ball handlers right that's that's big okay so that's kind of one of the ways they see that and just an extra person to also as I mentioned spell. Kyrie and Harden during the season because I know the Nets want to load manage those guys this year because regular season we saw that it don't matter where they finish like once they finish in the top three and they're healthy going into the playoffs they can win anywhere beat anybody anywhere right it's just a matter of can those guys be healthy and so you want to let those guys get a little bit of rest what's going to be big for the Nets is the Dinwiddie situation so obviously he's a free agent now there have been reports that he's close to a deal with the Wizards but the Wizards can't just sign him outright okay because Mm -hmm. they don't have the cash space so it has to be a sign and trade deal well, the problem with the sign-and-trade deal is, is that the Nets have to take back salary. Okay, but There's only so much salary that they want and people they want to have. Who do they want from that team that's any good that's going to help them with what they want? So we're going to look at probably a third or fourth team getting involved in this to be one of those super complicated three- or four-way deals where you're like, cash considerations are going one way, and this person's going here and a future. That's what it's going to be in order to make that Wizards deal work. Sean Marks, one of the better GMs. you got to look at a team who's willing to take on Salary, because they have cap space. I'm looking at Oklahoma City. They got tons of cap space down there, as we know. Uh, So that's something I I would pay attention to. The other piece for Brooklyn is the development of Nick Claxton and Reggie Perry. Uh, Those were draft picks of theirs over the last two seasons. They're young. We saw Nick Claxton in the playoffs uh, get some experience and play well during the season. He's going to have to have another development jump and continue to be like, okay, Here's where I need to get better. Catching the ball around the rim. Like getting get my mm-hmm. m- muscle, adding some muscle to my frame. Different things so that I know what playoff basketball is yeah. all about. Same with Reggie Perry. He's already pretty big and sturdy. Can he stay on the floor? Can he can he defend? Can he rebound? Because that was the Nets' area of weakness last year in the in the in the series against the Bucs. Yes, they were injured, but one of the ways the Bucs beat them up was on the glass, right? Can those guys help the Nets rebound? And look for the Nets to definitely try to get another big man on the roster to help with that as they figure out what they're doing with this, with the Dinwiddie sign and trade.
1: All right. So after everything that we've seen so far and the new acquisitions in Brooklyn, how much has this upped their chances at the chip?
0: Oh, without, I mean, as I said in the beginning, Jenna, for them, it's health. If their main three are healthy, I like them to come out of the East. Um, They just, I just think that team has too much firepower And they're just too hard to stop. And this will be year two of them playing together, right? They're going to be in that system. They get it now. Like, it's kind of like what you watch when you see Team USA basketball, right? The team has flaws. But when that ball is humming and zinging around, you get penetration. Guys got to collapse on defense and that ball swings. You lead it out to wide open three-point shooters. And look, the Nets have among some of the best three-point shooters in the history of basketball on this team, right? That offense is a way that can detonate and bury teams. And... The defense, which was, shall we say, lackluster during the regular season, we saw them amp it up when it mattered come postseason time, right? And so we know they can play good enough defense to to win it, um, as we saw in the playoffs. So yeah, if they're healthy and these acquisitions, I like them, they'll be good. But again, that's that's a big if. We don't know. We'll have to wait and see.
1: It will be a big if. I can't wait to see this team. I'm interested to see how Kevin Durant gets started in the season just because there really isn't a long off season and he's in Tokyo right now. So Mm -hmm. interesting. And like you said, the nets were not happy about that. So should be interesting. Let's stay in the East though and go down to the three Oh five to South beach where they have a new point guard in Raptors veteran Kyle Lowry. And he inked a three year 90 mil sign and trade. That seems to be the trend here in free agency on day two. And He inked that with the heat, and he joins Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo. They re-signed Duncan Robinson to a five-year 90 mil. They signed P.J. Tucker Mm -hmm. uh, fresh off a championship. Mm -hmm. So let's get into this. And, of course, Butler was the man of the hour, too, who signed the max deal for four years, 184 mil. Not even the highest contract that we have to cover today. So... Let's talk about this new and improved Heat team because Pat Riley went on a buying spree and really did work. And now it feels as though their value has gone up by a lot.
0: Yeah, look, I I love these additions for the Heat. Um, It's the same thing with them, though, right? Like the Lakers and the Nets. They're betting on old people, right? Kyle Lowry is not a spring chicken, right? Like by the time he's at the end of this deal, he's going to be 37? 38, something like that, right? Like that. So yeah. you're looking at the small window. Can we get back there this year, next year? Right. That, that's what they're shooting for. Jimmy Butler is already 32, 33, right? Like, so the, the the good news for them is that Bam is only 23, right? 24. So, like, they've got one of their big pieces can still improve and develop, and he's still young enough. So, that's huge for them that one of their main pieces is in his early 20s, right? Unlike these other teams that we mentioned, all their big people are in their 30s, right? That's a huge leg up for Miami, but I like the signing because Kyle's a winning player. We know that. We saw him uh, in Toronto the year they won the championship. Yes, Kawhi Leonard was Finals MVP. Yes, Pascal Siakam, but they don't win that championship without Kyle Lowry, right? Kyle Lowry just makes winning plays like that. And you know, I hate using cliches because I think they're stupid and lazy. But when you watch basketball, you know Kyle makes winning plays, right? Like whatever is necessary, that's what's what he'll do. He's a good shooter from three, right? Which will get a lot of looks there. He defends. He does all the things necessary and he's a heat kind of player, right? He's got that dog and then the Jimmy likes um, like bam. And so I got Duncan Robinson. There's your shooter. Will Tyler hero have a bounce back year and play a little bit better than he's been. than he played uh, last season. I mean, really the numbers weren't bad in year two. It's just that he was so good in the playoffs as a rookie. You know, Mm -hmm. people sort of expected that sort of linear jump, but does he continue to maintain and show consistency? Because that's the thing, right? That's what that's what creates all stars in this league is consistency, right? Can he get to a level where he is consistent? We shall see. Time will tell. Of course, they signed P.J. Tucker, as we know, fresh off a championship in Milwaukee. But again, another old guy, right? So, like, I love it. I like what they have there. The big thing for them is going to be same as it is for the teams we mentioned. Can they stay healthy? If their main dudes are healthy? They will be a force to be reckoned with. You're looking at Brooklyn, Milwaukee, we haven't discussed yet, and Miami, of all things being equal, of being the the top three teams I see as of right now in the East.
1: Yeah, I mean the East is really stepping up. We always talk about well, we have this past season how it was the weaker conference, of course. Especially with LeBron moving to the West. But yeah, again, not anymore. The champions are coming out of the East and it's gonna be good. I love how there's more of an even playing field in each conference now. So Really quick uh, note on the heat here. It's interesting because we were about to film this episode and the notification came up about Markeith Morris, mm-hmm. the acquisition of him along with PJ Tucker and Kyle mm-hmm. Lowry. I just think that I think in my mind, all of these players absolutely do fit in with the culture in Miami, that dog, like you just said, mm-hmm. with uh, that, Jimmy Butler expects, that Spoelstra expects. And it's, I like how they stick true to that. You know yeah. what I mean?
0: They want guys that compete hard, and that's what mm-hmm. they got with with the with their signings. Everybody is a hell of a competitor, ferocious, and they compete on both ends of the floor. And you know Miami—that's what they want. You gotta you gotta defend. You gotta play defense. Gotta grab rebounds, right? What does Riley say? No rebounds, no rings, right? Like you 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 have to be someone who's willing to be also coached hard, right? They come at yeah. you in Miami, not just coaches, players like and you have to have the kind of disposition that can deal with that. If you can't, that really ain't the environment for you. But everyone they picked up going to be cool with that, because, again, those are those those kinds of guys. They're going to be a tough team to play in the playoffs like you don't want to see them like because that's going to be they're going to beat you up like in, in a seven game series. And that's just like mm-hmm. oof, they're, they're going to put put up, put some bodies on you. You're going you're to feel it. So uh yeah, look out for this Miami team. They're, they're gonna be something, something to watch.
1: Love it, love it, love it. Let's go. This is the most I the most surprising uh rise out of the ashes story <laughs> of free agency <laughs> on day two. We are talking about the Chicago Bulls. Yes, we are staying in the East because the Bulls, dare I say, are assembling a contending team. Um something like wow, that. That felt weird. That felt really weird. Uh so yeah, anyway, let's talk about. They have point guard in Lonzo Ball from the Pelicans. Worked out a signing trade for four years there. Alex Crusoe from the Lakers, who was a fan favorite there in LA, they inked a four-year deal with him. I mean, they got DeMar DeRozan. I mean, DeMar DeRozan. Dare yeah. I say, yeah. I DeMar. I hear it. DeMar. I like it. As <laughs> says. So, and then let's not forget the All Star who kept Chicago in conversations last season in Zach Levine. What about him now? Is he up for an extension? Yeah. I mean, he has one year left, 19 mil, 0.6 remaining. So what's the deal?
0: Yeah, so the Bulls are trying to be competent, man. I mean, look, they, we know they got Vooch last year at the trade deadline, right? So they have Vucevic. Um, the question is, what are they going to do with Laurie Markkinen, right? Like now that they have DeMar, is Laurie someone they do a sign-and-trade or they move? How are they going to figure that out with him? Um, but Lonzo Ball is a big get for them. Because you put him in the backcourt with Levine, that takes playmaking and ball handling responsibilities away from Levine, puts it on Lonzo, who's excellent at that, right? And now Levine can just score, right? Literally just like Mm -hmm. put the ball in the basket. Uh, So I love that backcourt for them. Love Caruso uh, at four years at 37 coming off the bench. Uh, He's a shooter defender. That's excellent. DeMar DeRozan, obviously. So you look at that core of Lonzo, Levine, DeMar. And Vooch, I mean, look, they're clearly saying we're trying to make the playoffs, right? Like, that Uh that's that's what that is. That's saying we are going to make the playoffs. And so you look at the East right now, Jenna, look at all the teams that made it last year. We even talk about Philly. Philly, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, the Knicks, Atlanta, Boston. Uh, Who am I missing? Uh, The Wizards. Uh, 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 you said the bucks i said the bucks i said the bucks oh and the heat those are the eight teams that made the playoffs right uh it's safe to say those eight will make it again right all things being equal now you add now you add the bulls in the mix that's nine right um who knows what they're doing in washington let's you know the, the Cavaliers are going to be a team that like wants to do stuff as they have Jared Allen sign his extension. They, they drafted Evan Mobley. What are they doing there, right? I mean, I think the East is just fascinating in terms of you. it used to be, all right, they have two teams at the top that are maybe pretty good. And then the rest, I think one through eight is pretty solid this year, right? Like, I, I do. Like they're, they're, a, they're a solid conference. And so the Bulls are going to try to get in. I mean, if everybody holds, holds serve, right, like the Bulls might be a playing team. Right, that and that's yeah. something to look at. So I think Chicago, look, they're like we think we have a chance to compete in the playoffs. And with talent like that, let's put it this way: you better find a way to finish five hundred or better. I mean, really, you should be above five hundred with that squad, right? Like, um, so it'll be interesting to see how they all coalesce and gel. Um, and yes, they have to figure out the Levine extension that is coming. And he did say, because um, he's with Team USA in Tokyo. Regardless, he you know he wants to be respected on his next deal. Well, a number of players says I want to be respected on my next deal. He means you best be showing me the bag, right? So he's gonna right. He's gonna want um, close to that rookie max level extension deal, right? Like that's that's what he's gonna be looking for. So we'll see if Chicago uh, is gonna open up the bank for for Zach Levine.
1: Hey, I mean, I would be loyal to Zach Levine after the numbers he put up last season. Not to mention he carried that team, became an All Star. I mean, pay the man, damn it! All right. The Bulls. Wow. Can't wait to see what happens with this team. Um, but yeah, and you know what? Such a good time for the play-in tournament to be reinstated because this is going to be one hell of a fight in the East. And it's going to be so interesting for this league. I know I say this every before every season, but this next season really seems like it's going to be out of control.
0: I mean, you're right, though, general. Like, look, Look at Atlanta. They went to the conference finals last year, right? Like, <laughs> I mean... And, we, and so we know that experience is going to make... They're going to be ready coming into this season. They're like, no, no. We we mm-hmm. know what we get. They're going to be a force to be reckoned with. So you got to... Miami's retooled. We talked about Brooklyn. Milwaukee's a defending chance. We didn't talk about Philly yet. Listen, we know the elephant in the room, right? Like, they signed Andre Drummond, which, of course, is hilarious because Joel Embi- he's Joel Embiid's personal bum, as, as Embiid says. Um, but we know they want to make a move, right? That move being Ben Simmons. Well... Who are they getting in return? How much do they have to give up? Does that weaken them? Like, we have no idea. I just think the Eastern Conference this year will be fantastic. It's not just going to be about Brooklyn and Milwaukee. Like, you know, does yep. Boston rebound with Tatum and Brown and right? Like, what what do they, who do they pick up? I just think that there are just very very good teams in the East, and it's going to be tough to get out of that conference. I mean, look, it's tough to get out conference any every year, but I feel like the playoffs are going to be really really tough in the East. Again, uh, and tougher this coming season.
1: Couldn't agree more. Yeah, you mentioned that Drummond signing. Uh, interesting too to see how that pairs out and the Ben Simmons thing. Real quick, um, Ramona Shelburne of ESPN said that if she were the Sixer, she wouldn't move Ben and that they shouldn't. It's more of now a situation of Ben being disgruntled and feeling unwanted and more of the Sixers being like, let's work it out. Let's do something. Can we do something? What is, do you know anything about this? Is this a thing? Like,
0: yeah. So uh, from people I've talked to, it does seem as though Ben wants a change of scenery. Um, I think that, you know, being benched, you know, late in playoff games that, you know, that affected him, Right. Like, Mm -hmm. but we know why that happens because my guy, There's a problem that you have that we need to address. We all know what it is. But the thing about it is, if you know what I said from the beginning, Jenna, you've got two guys 26, 25, or younger who are all NBA, you don't break up those Mm -hmm. kind of tandems. Those things don't grow on trees. Yeah, you know, it's not.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're all defense.
0: That's what I'm saying. Point guard. You you just, you don't, when when your two best players are all NBA and all NBA defensive caliber, like, that's a gift you can't break that up but however it doesn't seem to coexist okay but if I'm another team and I know Daryl wants to get rid of Ben I'm like oh all right what else am I getting right like oh I would like Matisse Dival I'd like Tyrese Maxey I'd like draft picks and draft swaps like all right I I want everything right like that's it it, that's the idea like and I know the idea is oh but Daryl is gonna he wants a whole haul in return for Ben Simmons I'm like listen those other teams they know they're like look if we're taking this on we know what we're gonna what what we need to do with this guy we know it's gonna be some some development there for him we think you want to get rid of him more than we want him so we're gonna hold you over the barrel it's gonna be this game of chicken really between daryl and whoever gm thinks they're gonna get him and look I talked been about dame and you know when the blazers and all that we'll see we'll see
1: I feel like Daryl just low-key sits in his office and just loves this. Like, I'm going to ask for everything for Ben Simmons, although, and I'm going to pretend that nobody saw him choke at the end of the postseason and only shot like once in five games.
0: So Yeah,
1: yeah it, it'll be,
0: it, it will be interesting. And again, if I know, if I'm a GM and I know he wants to get rid of Ben, well, why am I ben? the one going to give up all this stuff? No, no, no. What else are you giving me? Particularly if mm-hmm. you are getting someone back in the caliber of a Damian Lillard, right? Like, if you're getting someone of that ilk back, well, I mean, no, we're, we, yeah, I want other stuff, right? Like, so we'll see. Mm-hmm
1: going to be so funny let's talk about our finalists now instead of teams that are trying to build to contend with them Mm. we're talking about the suns we're talking about the bucks let's start in the west because the suns extended cp3 it was the question of the hour because everybody wanted to see if cp3 was going to go give it a shot in another team hence maybe the lakers close to phoenix but he stayed in phoenix for a four-year 120 mil wow
0: yeah like come on R- remember like
1: forty one racking up <laughs> like hundred and
0: twenty mil. Remember what I said, Jenna. I was like, he will. I said this m- for months. I've been saying this. He was going to opt out of that player option of that forty four million because yep. a, a new deal was already coming. Now I thought it was going to be. Th- I said three years at ninety. So I got I got the annual money right, but I've forgotten <laughs> about the fact that he's thirty eight, so he gets that pl- that extra year. I was like, oh well. So four years, one twenty. Like, look, and what they're what they're paying him for, essentially. Is for the, the most recent trip to the finals, right? Like that. That's yeah. what this extension's yeah. about. Now, if they make it back to the finals and maybe win it, then that deal's well worth it, right? It's fine, all good. And the thing is, even look, if they don't win it, there's, there's right. There's no guarantee if they're going to win it. But I would say this: if they didn't extend Chris and he hmm. didn't come back, there was no way they were going back to the finals, right? Like the, yeah. the, the team just wasn't Agreed. good enough. So, they did that. They they all obviously re-signed campaign as their backup point. They got JaVel McGee, who's also in Tokyo right now on a one-year deal. So, I do think there's some moves they still have to make. They lost Torrey Craig. He's signing with Indiana. So, they need another, yeah. another 3 and D kind of guy. Because um, I, I said they needed a backup wing. A backup big, which they got for in right. JaVel McGee. Um, the other thing, too, is we always talk about who they're going to get who they're going to get. It's also about the players on the team, as I mentioned with the Nets, I mentioned Nick Claxton and Reggie Perry making another leap up in their development. It's also mm-hmm. about the current players they have making another step up in their development, right? We know Book is ascending mm-hmm. towards that like st- that star level, like you know, borderline superstar status. Okay. Does DeAndre Ayton become an all-star? Does Mikael Bridges become a more consistent you know, scorer, defender? The guys they currently have, do they step up and get better? They got Landry Shamit from Brooklyn in that trade that sent Javon Carden the 29th pick, right? Does Landry become like, you know, a solid six man off the bench, right? Where he's scoring 18 Mm -hmm. and nine or what have you, right? Those are the areas where I think they, if they see improvement there, like they will be again, another force to be reckoned with, uh, come playoff time uh, next season. But Phoenix, Phoenix is legit.
1: They really are there. I think they're one solid piece away from like that serious, serious spot, up there with the Lakers and the Nets. Let's move to the Bucks because they re signed fan favorite Bobby Portis. And you can't just, you can't, you have to smile when you say <laughs> Bobby
0: Portis's name. You've you, you, you been hanging out with Brian too much. Brian, Brian loves him some Bobby Portis.
1: Really? Oh my God. He,
0: he is a Brian Fonseca all star. You know, Brian I likes know. guys who fight and who are, you know, that's, that's his, that's his <laughs> jam. He likes violence. We know this. Shouts to uh, Brian <laughs> Fonseca, the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. <laughs>
1: We're due for a crossover. For sure, for sure. Um, But yeah, they re-signed Bobby Portis, which was great because he pledged his loyalty to the team. He said they saved him. It was an incredible soundbite. You guys should go check it out for sure. And they uh, signed Rodney Hood. Mm -hmm. And of course, we have Giannis Antetokounmpo and the rest of the squad Mm -hmm. returning. Mm -hmm. No surprise there. Uh, Giannis is right now in Athens, just sitting with the trophy still (laughs) and (laughs) hasn't taken it out of his hands, uh, rightfully so. But... Talk to me about this Bucks team. Did they get better? Did they stay stagnant? Or I mean, look, what do they need?
0: They're the champs. To run it back. They're the champs. Um, I think re signing Bobby Portis is big. I think getting Rodney Hood is going to help provide some scoring off the bench for them. Um, you know, they lose a little bit in the PJ Tucker defensive category. They'll. I mean, PJ's just. A, I mean, he's the foul machine, right? Like he just fouls, fouls, <laughs> fouls, right? Like, but you know, still a strong, sturdy defender. So they're going to miss a little bit of that. The question is really, you know, their core three of Giannis, Middleton, and Drew Holiday, they're locked in and they are their three best players offensively and their three best defenders. That's mm-hmm. that's a big deal when you got that. Dante Jenzo will be back next year and healthy. That was a big piece they were missing. Um, you know, Brooke Lopez continued to play well um, at, his, at his position. And I think, mm-hmm. look, Milwaukee's got an excellent chance to go back and repeat. But we do know, look, repeating is hard, right? Like. It is difficult. It is. And now that they are the champs, you know that everyone's got them circled on the calendar. It's like, okay, they're gonna <laughs> get everybody's best shot now. Now it's like, oh, wait, the Bucks yep. are in town, cool. Let's knock them off and let's you know, but the Bucks are gonna want to prove they weren't a one hit wonder. They don't wanna hear about, oh, we only won because of injuries. No, they wanna go out there and prove that they're the best team. But again, it's it's usually you feel like when an NBA season starts, you're like, All right, there's like three or four teams that have a legit shot. I mean, There's a ton of teams that got a shot, right? Like a ton. And so I just think that this is going to be a a hell of a season, but Milwaukee clearly has what it takes to go back and repeat.
1: I agree. But still, I I think I'm going to say it now. Hopefully I'm right. But I think next season we're going to see them really stay stagnant as all of these teams in the East and West get better and I think we're gonna see a lackluster season from the Bucs. Interesting. I'm You're calling it, I think it now. Yep, I'm calling it now. I think they're gonna have like a post um uh NBA hangover? championship hangover.
0: Interesting. I do. Interesting. I do. So you, you you don't you don't you don't trust the insane work ethic of Giannis? You're like, nah, these guys are gonna be too too high off the win.
1: Not even that they're gonna be too high, because that would be typical on brand of the Lakers. <laughs> they're just gonna have a slumpy season because that's just the Bucks' luck. Mm. And then, yeah, that's mm. that's going to be... And I don't mean that Giannis is going to have a bad season. I think Giannis is going to be in the MVP conversation again. However, I think the Bucs as a whole are just going to take a dip because mm. so many contending teams are getting better. They're hungrier. They want it. And they want a shot at
0: it. Mm. Okay. I like where your head's at. I like where your head's at. Interesting.
1: I appreciate that. Not to mention, I feel like Giannis... I hate to say this, but a lot of times Giannis's worst enemy is him himself and his mind. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, he gave us a lot of great sound bites in the postseason, in the finals, about how he's learned to navigate his mind and his energy and all of that. But I think that he's going to feel the pressure coming back around of that necessity to repeat.
0: Mm, interesting. Yeah, it'll be a very interesting buck first. season. It's, it's, it's interesting because I wonder if it, it, could, it could totally go that way, but I wonder if it goes the other way. Now they don't have to hear about Bud's gonna get fired, you know. They're pa- they're paper they're paper champs. They're only play well in the regular season. So now mm-hmm. that they they got that monkey preferably off their back, they can play mm-hmm. loose now because so it's like we already got a chip. So now it's just like whatever. It'll it'll that be, is also true. It'll be interesting to see how it comes out for the Bucks. I do think though, again, with Booker and I'm well, sorry, well Booker's there too, but with Middleton and Drew in Tokyo for the Olympics, I understand what your point about sort of like a little maybe a slow start to the season. Gonna a, yeah, they're not going to have a whole lot of off time to, you know, prep and get themselves ready for for the for training camp, which is going to start in like 60 days. So, yeah, I think that'll be interesting.
1: Literally 60 short days I mean, um, less than that now. Yeah, for real. Let's talk about a few news and notes here. A lot of le- like things that we would have guessed already, but it's nice to see them mm-hmm. happen. A.K.A. Trey Young in Atlanta getting paid a fat extension with the Hawks, rightfully so, after taking them to the conference finals on a bum ankle, let alone. And his first playoff run was the most impressive, arguably, in the history of the NBA. So, I mean, add to this uh, Trey Young getting his his payday, because you know I'm happy about it. Yeah, but, look. He, you know, some he, listeners of this pod might be like, Gerard, hmm. <laughs> What do you have to say? About
0: that? Look, listen, listen. I've already had my Mayakoba entree. All right, I've I've been since <laughs> come around. The guy is the goods. He signed his rookie extension, rookie max extension, five years, two hundred and one something of that along those lines. I mean, look, the guy's worth it. I, I found something interesting. I saw a clip on Twitter. I guess he was either a recent guest on the shop or he's an upcoming guest. I don't know which one. Um, um
1: an upcoming guest, I I
0: okay. think and he he was already
1: just on either one
0: okay and Maverick Carter was asking him you know a lot of people like to compare you to to Luca because y'all were traded for each other on draft night and I thought I thought Trey had a a great response to that he's like like I'm not even thinking about Luca and like he wasn't being disrespectful he's like I'm chasing the greats like I'm chasing AI Steve Nash like you know the all-time greats like the play the point guard position like that he's like I want to go down as one of the best ever so that's what I'm shooting at like and I thought that was, I mean, one of the things that I've come to really admire and respect the hell out of Trey is just his want to and his want to be great um, and the work he's willing to put in to be great. And I just think it's phenomenal. And like, again, I said this, I said this during the playoffs, particularly look, Luca, I mean, Trey has advanced further in the playoffs and Luca has got no conference finals. Luca hasn't done that yet. Luca has been first running out two years in a row um I think it it's just it's all fascinating to me and I I just appreciate that moxie that he has that Trey has or he's like yeah. no I, I'm trying to be great and I said it before you try to tell the Atlanta Hawks that they picked the wrong player in that draft they're gonna be like now nah, we good like we're good with who we got <laughs> like yep. you know same with the Phoenix Suns try to tell them they should have taken Luca over DeAndre Ayton they're like nah we're good we got the right no, person. We're, we're all right. We're all right. Yep. Right? Like, so, and DeAndre Ayton also it went to an NBA finals, right? So, I mean, I just think that, you know, again, and it's not a knock on Luca. It's just that I appreciated, you know, Trey's position of, like, you no, know, I want to be great. Like, an all-timer great, which is incredible.
1: I 100% agree. I think on all ends, it worked out for everyone, honestly. Um, Ayton, Young, and uh, Luca mm-hmm. all in the right spots. But, yeah, uh, Trey Young got paid. The most impressive thing for me for him last season was, of course, I mean, you know, everything that we talk about that he did great. But what really got me was the fact that he played the way he did, and spoke the way he did, and carried himself the way he did when he played in the Garden. Yeah. That had to have been the most nerve-wracking experience ever. I mean, really, a lot I mean, of people not, can't not know for him, can probably handle that. Not yeah, for him apparently. Exactly. So, I mean, to have all that ridicule and people like, I'm sorry, but if people were saying that I looked like a wet lollipop dipped on the ground <laughs> in the garden, and <laughs> I wouldn't be able to handle it. I wouldn't. I would have to go do something. Well, I don't
0: know. you know, as the kids say, <laughs> Trey built different, right? Like he's just, he, is he's, he just, is. he's just built. And it makes sense when you think about it because for him to excel in a land of giants at his size, right, he has to have a level of confidence and belief in himself. Mm-hmm. That is off the charts, or else he will—he would never have made it, right? Mm-hmm. He would have never made it to freaking Division One basketball, much less the NBA. So you think people screaming at him that like he's trash or he's balding is gonna? Like, no, nah, I'm straight. As we as we said before, during the playoffs, that's his fuel. It's like yes, yeah. keep keep doing it. Give me more. that that, mm-hmm. that 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 is that is more for him to like, because he his whole life, his whole professional basketball life is about proving people wrong, right? Like that. So it's like yes, I love it. Give me more people to shoot down. So again, kudos, kudos to Trey and that Hawks team, Jenna. Like as as I said earlier, I, I mean, conference finals, and that was with DeAndre Hunter being hurt. Look, reddish, yep. he's back and healthy. They now the the, yeah. the, the issue was the John Collins extension. Reportedly, Sam Amico of the Athletic put it out there that he has the Hawks offered him a five year, one hundred twenty five million dollar extension. He has not signed mm-hmm. it yet. Um, I don't really know what he's waiting for. I mean, I think he thinks he's closer right. to a, closer to a max <laughs> player. And it's like, you know, Atlanta's gotta be careful Yay. because they they have to Trey obviously, we saw his deal. Herder, Hunter, and Reddish are all gonna be coming up on their extension soon as well. So they can't be out of here just like paying everybody all this money, right? Unless they want to go deep into luxury tax, which I don't think they want to do. So it'll be interesting to see. Hopefully, that they're able to stick together and because if if they lose Collins. That'll be a real blow to them cuz as much as Trey Young is like the everything of that team, John Collins is a huge piece and they don't they don't go to the conference finals without John Collins. So hopefully Agree. they'll they'll figure out what they're doing there.
1: Right, right. I'm excited to see the development of that team so much. I said that a couple episodes ago that it's just the ride. To see them on this ride because they're such a young team. It's going to be really funny, though, when they do play the Lakers and they're, like, playing their dads.
0: (laughs) It'll be, like, average age of the Hawks, 24. Average age of the Lakers, 33.
1: (laughs) So funny. Oh, my God. Um, You're going to see, like, all the Hawks players' girlfriends in the front row. And then you're going to see all, like, the Lakers kids in front of the front row. <laughs> Gonna be a great, crazy dynamic. Um, before I get myself in trouble, let's just uh, end this on a happy note because somebody else got paid. Steph Curry, mm. not that he needs it, but hey, he got it. Four years, two hundred and fifty million dollars—the first player in NBA history to have two hundred to have two two hundred million dollar deals. And let me just put this. Let me preface this for you. He is now guaranteed for two hundred and sixty one million over the next five seasons. It's
0: pretty good. Pretty good work if you can get it. Pretty good work if you can get. it. I guess
1: it. that's what happens when you deliver everybody a couple championships, and then you get a little patient. Right and when, you, when,
0: when you when you you now you're going to
1: try to run it back
0: when you change the game and you're you know one of the, one of the great players of all time and the greatest shooter ever. This is this is what happens. Look, um, you know Steph obviously wants to end his career with one franchise and just be a, be a warrior for life. And you know, kudos fans love that. Like I don't care about that stuff. Like whatever doesn't matter to me. Because it, it wouldn't change, like, who he is if he went on their team to me. But whatever. It's, you know, fan bases care about that kind of thing. Um, look, the Warriors, their goal is, okay, you know, we got a window with Steph. He's 32, 33. Can we make a legit another run at a championship? Clay is coming back. Uh, they have Andrew Wiggins. They got Wiseman, the young guy. They, they also got their draft pick. And they have picked up Otto Porter Jr. Um, as well. So, you know. We'll see what they're able to put together. Can everybody stay healthy? Can Wiseman develop, right? Can these guys concur? Sort of make the the system and what he does fit the players, or does he continue to try to force the players to fit into the way that he wants them to play specific basketball, right? Because look, the West is tough, man. We're talking the Lakers. We haven't got to the Clippers yet. Yes, Kawhi um, injured, but you know they're still a formidable team. The Nuggets, Jamal Murray comes back. The Utah Jazz, everybody's back on, on Utah. Right. It's the starters anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, you have the young the young teams, Phoenix, of course, we mentioned Dallas, um, the Grizzlies. You know, you got you got young teams coming and nipping at their heels. So we'll see, like if Golden Golden State is able to step back in and reestablish themselves as one of the top teams in the conference.
1: That will be interesting. I can't wait to see Clay come back and kind of see that trio of him, Steph, and Draymond come back together finally. It feels like it's been forever. Mm -hmm. But, you know, he's enjoying himself on his boat. So we'll (laughs) let him have the rest of the summer to to himself. (laughs) Literally, shout out to Clay. Gotta love it. So many moves so many moves still happening now that Gerard's back from his uh Martha's <laughs> Vineyard getaway which we still have to catch up about um we are here to stay my yes, friends.
0: yes yes we will be back uh next week to wrap up um what's been going on with free agency although there still might be some deals happening and we'll talk summer league because you know summer league summer league starting in Vegas on Sunday and the Salt Lake summer league starts tonight and Team USA, you know, I was worried about them. I'm still a little nervous, but they did beat Spain. That uh, check game had me. They they did beat Spain, and then now they're into the semifinals against Australia, who beat them in the exhibition series in Las Vegas. It'll be a rematch uh, this Thursday night. So we'll see. If they win. They go to the gold medal gold medal round. So be, this will be will be will be quite the uh, quite the test for for this team with uh, the Australian leader Patty Mills, Joe Ingles, and company. Um, you know, can team USA, Kevin Durant and company uh, take care of business and, and bring the gold uh, home to the USA again. So we'll be looking at that. And then we'll probably like after summer league, take like a couple of weeks off before the start of the season. And then once we're back in training camp, we'll do our preseason preview and we'll do all the awards and over unders and all that jazz, mm-hmm. but y'all know where to find us. Apple podcast, Spotify, YouTube. We are on Twitter at some voters pod on Instagram at some voters podcast. And until next time, peace. Peace. Spent a couple years out here with these raps. Trying to have a plan that we made come true. Applied to some jobs, but I ain't here back. I don't want to trap. What's a man going to do? Chevy told me, come through to the spot. Got a little kickback. Bring the whole crew. Right around 10, came dressed in the nines. You already know what we really finna do when we pull up on the scene. Pull up on the scene. Pull up.